Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No Amber Wilson tonight. She's already tailgating for the big Kansas City Miami Dolphins uh, <laughs> freeze out. She already went down there. She's road tripping it. Got the grill already fired up. Says, let's go. Electric blanket. I don't think she would do well. I got to be honest with you, Amber up there. She would actually. She's a trooper. She would probably. She'd probably roll with it. Might not be well, a yeah, pretty because, result to the Dolphins I mean, though. Her husband would have like a Winnebago. Oh, I yeah. mean, just yeah. It, it would be glamping. I mean, that wouldn't be. She would not be out with the masses in the snow. It would be a state of the art, you know, tailgate where she's inside, you know. Eating warm chili or whatever, uh, and yeah, she, she did. Go. She did go to Colorado for Christmas and was skiing. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, but the, oh, there's a difference though. I lived in Denver for four years. Denver cold and Kansas City cold, buddy. Two different things, dude. All right, so Peter, to your point, man, I've been calling games now for nearly two decades. The coldest I've ever been on a sideline, week sixteen, like ten years ago. Colts, Kansas City, oh. and Adam Vinatieri, I walk out in the field, and my brother had just left the Colts, right, and gone, now gone to the Lions, and I'll walk up to Van. I'm like, man, what's it like? And he goes, dude, you just got to embrace it. I'm like, it was wind chill, negative 17. What are we doing? Negative 17. I still have the picture of me talking to Vin, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, yeah, no, it's a, to your point, it is a different cold. I, I Well, it's like Foxborough cold, cold in my mind because you get a little bit more of that wetness to it. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget I was there covering the Broncos. And this is the T- Tim Tebow, uh, you know, Tebow mania, the whole deal. Yeah. Tebow hits Demarius Thomas, the first playoff uh, overtime game, 80 yards right from the jump. They win. So the next week. Left to right cross. Yeah. They, yep. They got to roll into Foxborough. And it was zero. It was like. Ice Planet Hoth over there, and I'll I'll never forget walking through there, and I'm like I'm literally just I'm done. Like I almost just turned around and go I'm just I'm going back to the airport, and I'm like how in the hell do you play in that? And like God bless you, Miami Dolphins, like just just surrender for less right now, surrender Peter, for less. Peter, when I say I had hand warmers in every spot of my body that you could, I mean it was uh, tucked. Uh, in between, you know, the the pants and undies, right? I mean, in, yeah. your, in your boots, in your feet, I mean, armpits, you name it, man. There were hand warmers in every crevice that you could put them in. And James Steele, this is your squad. So, dude, he would embrace it. Like, that that beard, that majestic beard that, that James Steele has would be like frozen ice, like one big icicle, and he would be embracing every aspect of it. I was uh, I was in the Air Force, as you know, and uh, the one time I was deployed, I was deployed to Kyrgyzstan in the middle of winter. We walked off the plane when we got there, 
it was like the wind chill was like negative 30 or something. And Dang. as soon as you breathed in air, the, as soon as you breathed in all yeah. the hair in your nose, just froze. froze. Immediately. You can like, you can, it was like um, speech bubbles on the, <laughs> sh- the shadow, like the shadow. It looked like you were, you were talking cause the, it was just such a dense, uh, you know, the moisture was dense and it was crazy, but yeah, but That's I didn't Kansas have a beard City. back then. I wish I would have yep. had what I have now. But, it keeps but, you warm. But guess what? That that's going to be a factor on Wild Card Weekend, right? I, yep. that, that is. I, I do believe, and we talked to Andrew Hawkins about this earlier, and he goes, "Hey, man, it it is like we talk about that, like the mental mindset, the physical mind part of a team that is traditionally, uh, you know, geared for a little bit warmer games." I mean, for a while, I remember the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't win a game under forty degrees for like eons, right? Like it's it's it plays a role, and we see this in the NFL. It's a talking point. It's a storyline. We're going to get this in college football. We're getting ready to get to the precipice of a 12-team playoff in which the first round of those playoffs are going to be home playoff games. Fitz, you love the college game as much as I do. And I know there's been so much talk about the transfer portal and name, image, and likeness and the coaches telling you know you at the national championship game, hey, man, if anybody's thinking about the college game, tell them not to get into it. That's from a coach's standpoint. But, buddy, I can't think that college football might be as healthy as it's been. We just saw two teams play for a national title that haven't played for a while. We're going to have 12-team playoff. We're seeing good players not go and sit third string at Alabama or third string at Ohio State. They're playing from the jump. More parity. It's, it's, that's why the NFL is king is because more teams have an opportunity. We're getting ready to get that in college football. All right, so let, let me pose this question to you because what, what you referenced there was I was talking to one very prominent Power 5 coach after the national championship game, and my brother came up in conversation because he knows him. Like, how's your brother doing? You know, and, and he's with Carolina, and Frank Reich gets fired, right? So for anybody who knows coaching, whenever your head coach gets fired, normally the entire staff, mafia style, right? You're all gone. I mean, it, it's over. So – you're, you're, you're only one year in, and this guy, this particular coach has a relationship with, with my brother, and he said, just whatever you do, tell him, don't get back into college football right now because it's a nasty world because you're going to have to rob from your friend's roster to improve your roster because if you don't rob from your friend's roster, right, uh, you're, you're Dabo portal, Sweeney, somebody else is going to go get that kid and going to beat you, right? So it's a dog-eat-dog world out there right now in college football was the coach's point. And they're all wearing milk bone underwear, going norm right with cheers. And <laughs> but to your point about the parity, right? What with Washington being in, and Texas being in, and the college football semi, fresh blood. That to me is refreshing. Florida State on, on the precipice, uh, yeah, or, I mean, you know, the, just right there. When you look at the NFL since 1990, this is a fact, folks. This is a stone cold fact. Since 1990, when the, the playoffs expanded to 12 teams, now to 14, and we saw it again this year, right at half the teams that make the playoffs in the NFL from one year to the next aren't in. This year, seven new faces are in the postseason of the 14 we saw last year. Seven new teams. So you have... Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, even though they're not the same squad mm-hmm. we have seen before, but they're in, right? The Cowboys are in. You have some traditional-type teams that are in, especially being the Kansas City Chiefs. The Cowboys, obviously, not a threat recently in, in the playoffs, but they are back. 
But if we see that in the college football playoff going to 12 teams, and we see six teams that are stalwarts like the Kansas City Chiefs, James Steele squad, or and also six new faces every year, to me, that is so healthy for the game. Because every single year in the NFL – Every fan, like go back. Look, in week fifteen, we talked about this, Peter, just three, four weeks ago. Twenty-two of thirty-two teams had a chance. Were a legitimately alive, not like from some mathematical BS. I'm talking legit chance to make the playoffs. That is phenomenal for the game, coast to coast, border to border, right? And when you get to 12 teams in the college football playoff, I promise you, if you and I do believe you will have turnover like you do in the NFL. And if you have six staples, right, that are there every year and six new faces. Usual characters, right. And some upsets every year, guess what? That is going to grow the game and be as beneficial as it has been since 1990 for the NFL. I mean, in, in the NFL is king, and college football continues to move down that path of almost basically free agency, okay, in transfer portal, agency, name it, image it and is. likeness. That's what it is. And I'm, what I'm telling people is that when you hear somebody say, oh, I don't like college football the way it is, I go, focus on the actual play on the field. Was there a, was there a really good team that won a national championship this year? <laughs> Maybe Hell yeah. But it was Michigan. They played extremely well. Be- beat the hell out of people, right? Uh, even Texas played really good. Alabama, Georgia, Florida State, all these great teams. And I'm sitting there going, it's only going to get better. I look at if college football is dying, I look at a couple of different things. One, how's attendance doing? Are people just not showing up for the game? Attendance was actually up this year. Okay. Number two, are people actually watching the games? This is the most watched television season that we've had in college football since 2016. Right, the numbers don't lie. That and are we getting new blood to compete for a title? That's absolutely the case. In what we saw, two teams that hadn't played for a national title in twenty-five years. Okay, that's what we saw, and now we're on the precipice of of a a, a twelve-team playoff, and the players have more rights than ever. So the people that are complaining about college football are the ones that have always been the power brokers that have liked the rules the way that they are. College football isn't dying. I think college football is just changing in front of us. And it's it's weird for me because I'm not used to this new world, but some coaches are going to take it and grab it. Mike Norvell grabbed it at Florida State. Yep. Lane Kiffin, Eli Drinkwitz over at Missouri. Sark. There's going to be coaches, Sark, that, that are going to sit there and go, hey, man, Dabo, you can have your way. And, man, I, I, kudos for you for saying I'm not going to go in the transfer portal. I'm not well, really going to play is, the, by the deal. Way, you notice that, right? Because like, you he have is. to. And, yeah. and, and, and it may be a little bit too late Look, at that point. Bottom line is this, is that the NFL template is unbreakable and is unbeatable. And, and to have your staple of dominance, right, like the Patriots and your, and your typical teams that are going to be in two out of three years, that's remarkable. But having fresh blood, literally every half the turn, half the teams every year since 1990, Mm. don't make it the next year, that to me is is spectacular. And that's part of what makes the NFL so just special. And now with 12 teams coming to, the, to college football, I hope we have that same kind of mesh. 
I've been passionate about a couple of these different topics. There's one that Ian says that we have to put in the show that coming up next. Ian Fitzsimmons, Peter Burns. It is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Here on ESPN no, no, Radio, no, Peter no. Burns, Ian Fitzsimmons. What's wrong, Fitz? What's wrong? Well, Rachel, every, every time she, she's APing, she has a theme with her music, and now she lost me. I thought I was on to something, but now with Purple Rain, I got nothing. I got so we nothing. had Purple Rain. We had... Um, they closed my eyes earlier... Dust in the wind. Dust in the wind. What else you got, Rachel? All right. Yeah. So right now, Prince, Purple Rain. We had Earth, Wind, Fire, Boogie, Wonderland. Kansas, Dust in the Wind. And Jimmy Cliff, I Can See Clearly. And there's a common theme you're telling Yo. me. I'd like to phone a friend because I, I got nothing here. Dude, I got she got it. in my head three weeks ago with the whole the voice theme thing so yeah. now i'm overthinking this and she told me this was going to be easy anyway all right, all right. We'll, we'll be thinking about this, this where if I you tell have you, it please yeah. phone in but anyway go ahead uh, or hit them up on twitter at ian fitz espn amber and ian presented by progressive insurance insurance for motorcycles boats and rvs for protection on the road and on the water see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. We get closer and closer to Super Wildcard Weekend. We're talking about all the different games, some really intriguing matchups. I mean, the whole Stafford golf connection is going to be fascinating. Flacco versus rookie C.J. Stroud. I can't wait. Jordan Love, who's been on fire going on the road against the, the Cowboys, is awesome. A team that's not there because of arguably what one of the first plays from scrimmage all year long was Aaron Rodgers blowing out the uh, – the, the heel, and sure enough, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets struggled once again. Um, he had a presser and talked about uh, what the Jets need to do in 2024. You want to be a winning organization, you have to put yourself in position to win championships and be competitive. Everything that you do matters, and the bullshit that has nothing to do with winning needs to get out of the building. So that'll be the focus uh, moving forward. Um, that's the focus of these conversations. I think it's it's important when you have an exit meetings to create an environment where there's no judgment. It's a free free conversation. Guys should air out their differences. We know there'll be a percentage of that that's just for no reason. That's part of it. But I think there's some uh, some things that in every organization, and we did this for 18 years in Green Bay. The exit meetings are important to just get everything on the table that's happened, flush the bullshit that you need to move forward away from, and then 
refine your focus moving forward. Oh Fitz, Lord. when you hear that, what right. what? Dude, here you're we moving go. Moving in right? your chair. Coming, I mean, mummy. <laughs> my goodness gracious! Right. So, all right. Quote: Get the BS that has nothing to do with winning out of the building. Mm-hmm. All right, Aaron, leave the building. Get out. You're ninety percent of the BS. I mean, that's, that's I. I mean, when I heard that driving home today from Houston after calling the Natty last night on here on ESPN Radio, and I'm li- and I heard that clip, I damn near wrecked the truck. Like Aaron, you're talking about the BS around the team that has nothing to do with winning. Ninety nine percent of what you say has nothing to do with the team. So. If you're talking about the BS that has nothing to do with winning, get out of the building. Your ass needs to leave. Exit stage left. That's number one. Number two, he says, 18 years in Green Bay, the exit meetings mean everything and getting everything on the table. Did you really do that? And getting everything on the table and you're 18 years in Green Bay? How are the last three or four, Aaron? Did you really get everything on the table? In your exit meetings. Or did you hold a franchise hostage? It's a simple answer. Yes or no? Yeah, you held the franchise hostage. So what you're saying right now, man, get that weak bleep out of here. Because if you're talking about getting the BS out that has nothing to do with winning out of the building... 90% 90% of it is what you develop. It's what you create. Mm-hmm. You're the one doing it. So you need to exit stage left if what you believe is true. When it comes to everything that it has nothing to do with winning, get out of the building, then leave. Isn't it the old he who smelt it, dealt it? thing remember that hey, any the first person to actually smell somebody who passed gas more than likely is the guy who did it like they were calling it out on themselves right it yeah, isn't but, this but, but but those guys it, also you know what you raise your hand like hey man that that one that's a creeper that burned right and right. i did it man you're proud of it right here right i no. mean i'm the one and you're rejoicing but that's not what rogers is doing Ro- rogers is rogers is the guy that smelled it but like all right who did that fully well knowing he's no, the guy it, who did he waves behind his butt Right, does the the spin move and then leaves it for everybody else to deal with it. That's a powerful, powerful spoken word moment there. I'm, I'm right here now. for these whoever smelt and dealt it. Uh, I just today. again, if we could make that on the audio note, Burns, Aaron Rodgers, he who smelt it dealt it. I think it was Socrates that said that. Might have been Plato. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Missed that day in school. Do you agree it. or disagree with what I just said? I, I mean, I'm with you, but I don't get riled up about it because it's exactly what an attention person wants to do. And I almost said a word I probably shouldn't use on FCC uh, thing. But that's 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 what Aaron has become. If you can't play football and you want to be in that spotlight, you're going to find ways to be in the spotlight. Like, Aaron Rodgers knows what exactly what he's doing in using Pat McAfee on his show, and Pat McAfee knows exactly what Aaron Rodgers is doing in using them. 
And and it goes back and forth. And to be honest with you, it gets to the point where I'm like, I don't care. It's all exhausting anymore. Because yeah, but that wasn't I, even on the Pat McAfee show. That no, was no, I understand. But it, it's more of a pattern of someone who's not in the arena right now wanting to be a part of the conversation and saying stuff that will make him part of a conversation, that will put him part of a conversation on ESPN Radio. And I look at this and I go, if you live in that industry, I'm like, there's so many great stories right now. The Jets are not one of them. Aaron Rodgers is not one of them. And yet, he's brilliant in the fact that he knows how to work those angles as far as keeping in, in the spotlight. And to me, I firmly believe if what you're saying is right, like in, in, in the end, you just nailed it. If Aaron Rodgers truly was about get the BS off the table, it's nothing about winning, you know what he does? He doesn't do any more interviews. He doesn't have social media. He doesn't say anything. He just grinds. He gets better, works with his teammates, and the Jets are a playoff team next year. But yeah, that's not I, what Aaron Rodgers wants. Aaron Rodgers wants both sides of it, and yet we give it to him. I don't like that aspect of it. But you can do social media, whatever, but don't, don't, don't come back and say the, the BS that has nothing to do with winning, get out of the building, because you are part of it. You know, it's, if you just want to talk ball, talk ball. But he talks about everything else, and then he says he doesn't want to get into politics. But then, what does he do? It's again gets into politics, and that's the BS that's in the building that needs to leave the building. There's there's a lot of it, and it's run its course, to be honest. And I got no real time for it. I mean, again, you you sit there, and how many great how many great storylines you have coming up in the in the NFL coming up, and especially this weekend of all weekends, and some of these matchups that we have. And yet, this is the reason why it's a franchise. When you go out there and you're desperate, you got to have to make a desperate play. That's what the Jets were. They're going to have to be in that bed uh, to go with it. All right, um, we tell you what's a big deal and what's not a big deal. And also you're coming up next, he who smelt it and dealt it. <laughs> I think I will find it. I think it might have been Shakespeare. It might have been Shakespeare. Maybe Josh Grish, uh, John Grisham. Maybe that was uh, one of his lines. <laughs> Peter Burns, Ian Fitzsimmons. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, Rachel Stump and everybody here, as far as the music theme for Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio tonight. Weather-themed? I got nothing. Is it uh, Purple Rain? Dust in the Wind? Dust in the Wind. What else did we have? Oh, we're on it, because I see you're kind of like, ah, ah. I, I don't remember the other songs that we had. Sorry. Uh, we had Purple Rain. We had Earth, Wind, and Fire, Boogie Wonderland. Kansas, Dust in the Wind, Jimmy Cliff, I Can See Clearly, 
Scorpions, Rocky Like a Hurricane, and now Kenny Chesney, save it for Something a rainy weather, day. Something weather related. Meteor- weather meteorologist. Related. Ding, 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 ding. Yes! Go, come on! It's been three weeks! It was, we finally got a W, damn it! it Here we go! Weather. Yes! <laughs> I'm, proud of, I'm proud of you, Ian. I am. This is unbelievable. Uh, you weren't that fired up when I called moment. Michigan fraudulent earlier, right? There. I mean, like, jeez. <laughs> Dude, what? this is one that as I have, and she has whipped me for three straight yeah. weeks. So I feel so yeah. good right now. Thank you. You're back on track, baby. Yep. You we both are. smelt Here it and go. dealt it. All right. It is now time for a little smelt big deal, not a big deal, fancy sounder. Take it away. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? Peter Burns in for Amber Wilson. When you uh, sleep deprived, if you learn nothing back. from this show tomorrow or tonight, tomorrow, please, at some point, at lunch, when you're in a meeting, just he who smelt it dealt it. Just use, just uh, please, and tweet me about it at Peter Burns ESPN. It will be my badge of honor throughout the day if you could <laughs> use that in a sentence. All right, James Steele, what do we got? All right. Uh, first, uh, just a little while ago on Twitter, Adrian Wojnarowski reported that the uh, Miami Heat coach Eric Spolster's contract extension includes the most committed coaching money in history, eight years, $120-plus million. Geesh. Peter, big deal, not a big deal, Spolstra's contract extension. Um, I know I, I can't flip-flop. It's not a big deal because he deserves it, but I think it is a huge deal for the other coaches. And what I mean by this is now, listen, I didn't know a Spo was that guy, right? You go back in the day, and I, I, I want to say, it's it's was this back the Heatles days? I mean, Amber's going to kill me when she listens to this because you're like, of course it was the Heatles. But like, people wonder if, if it was going to be Spo or the roster around him. But he found a way to get these egos together, and consistently he's found a way for the Heat to be a winner. I mean, Hall of Fame career, Hall of Fame money. It's a it's a big deal because now the other other coaches are going to look at it, going guaranteed cash like this. Hell yeah, sign me up, brother. Man. To me, he's the most underrated, underappreciated head coach in all of professional sports. Not underpaid now. I mean, and so <laughs> I think it's a, a not just a big deal; it's a massive deal. Two-time NBA champion, you know, two-time NBA coach of the year, including in, in 2022. What he gets the most out of his guys. Okay, remember there was almost a coup back in like 2012, but to have him removed as head coach. And he gave everybody the basketball fingers. So to me, it's a it's a massive deal. And congratulations to him because man, he has earned it because he's had to fight some some serious gremlins coming after his gig early on, and he's fought them all off. And he's one of the best coaches in all of professional sports. So we're talking about right place at the right time too, because not only the rosters that he's had and some of the players, and of course LeBron, but being in South Beach and being in Miami, right. Does the Spo have that same success with the Pacers? With, I mean, like just I mean, because it is a free agent. It's it's one of those places where players yeah, want but he's to had play. Down rosters, right, and gotten no, more but out he's of built nothing. them back up. Agreed. Yeah, so That's, I mean, it, look, I give that guy full credit, man. He's a hell of a coach and a great X's and O's guy, and he doesn't put up in any BS, too, man. Mm-hmm. You, you, get, you get a spat in the team, he handles it immediately. I think it's a massive deal. Good for Spo. Uh, let's stick with the NBA. In an emotional conversation around the time of his indefinite league suspension, Golden State Warriors star Draymond Green suggested that the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, talked him out of retirement. 
according to a new episode of his podcast, the Draymond Green Show, and a clip of the podcast uh, shared uh, on Volume Sports shared with ESPN on Monday morning. Green, after hitting Phoenix Center Yusef Nurkic in the face on December 12th, said that he shared an exchange with Silver that included a talk about his immediate desire to walk away from the NBA. Quote, I told him, Adam, this is too much for me. This is too much. It's all becoming too much for me, and I'm going to retire, Green said. And Adam said, you're making a very rash decision, and I won't let you do that, end quote. Ian, big deal, not a big deal that uh, after he was indefinitely suspended, Draymond Green apparently thought about retiring. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a big deal uh, because it, it shows that he had a sense of mortality when it comes to his professional career. And I don't want Draymond to change dramatically. He, he needs to still be that enforcer, that anchor in the middle for Golden State. But for him to to actually admit that he said that to Adam Silver, and Adam Silver says, hey, don't make a rash decision, that shows me that he has a true sense of, again, for lack of a better term, mortality when it comes to his playing career. And maybe we'll see a more, the Draymond we saw early in his career and not the reckless Draymond we saw you know, recently in his career. Where I, where I think this is a big deal is it sheds some light into Adam Silver and his relationship with players, right? Yeah, like great it, point. It, I think this is uh, most commissioners, if they're not secure of who they are and don't really love their product or their players, are going to say, I'm upset about Draymond. I'm, I'm giving you this punishment because you've embarrassed me in the league. And this almost felt with Adam Silver saying, hey, man, I'm going to step in here. And I also want to reach out, and I also want to talk to you. Like, what what in the world is going on? Because it'd be easy for Adam Silver to say, hey, you thinking about retirement? Man, that's not the worst decision. You know what? And that's one less headache that Adam Silver had to deal with. But that, that to me, is a big deal that you got a commissioner, and that's why Adam Silver traditionally is looked at uh, after Stern as, hey, man, this this guy gets the product and loves the product that he's around. All right, up next. Tiger Woods announced Monday that his longtime partnership with Nike has ended after 27 years, closing one of the most iconic brand relationships in professional sports history. Peter, big deal, not a big deal. Tiger and Nike are done. Uh, not a big deal because I'll always think of Tiger as, as a Nike guy. I'll always think of him as the swoosh and the ball there on 16, you know, yep. the chip in just, I mean, it looked like an actual you know, television commercial and have you ever, I mean, it was just everything that you wanted to see from Tiger Woods. So no matter if he goes to whatever, if it's Titleist or Callaway or TaylorMade, doesn't matter what the deal is. He's going to get paid a boatload of money. Um, Although can we just go back and say Tiger really right off the jump, he shouldn't have done the Buick, the Buick and Tiger just never really fit. The the Buick Tiger uh, endorsement off the jump was always kind of weird. That one and the monster. Anytime I see him having the monster on the bag thing, I think that's hilarious. Uh, not a big deal for Tiger. I agree. It's not a big deal. It would have been a big deal 15 years ago, uh, but not a big deal now because Nike's almost damn near out of golf anyway. So yeah. uh, when it comes to apparel, that that's all that Tiger was in for. Uh, so to me, yeah. I mean, it's one of those where it was a great run, uh, but not a big deal anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Tiger. Tiger still is. But Nike and golf, obviously. I tell you what. So, you know, we talk so much about college football right now and it being changing. Buddy, it is 10 times in better shape than the world of golf right now with between PGA Tour and Live 
and them not being able to hammer out agreements. And then Roy McElroy has gone back and said, hey, man, I overthought this. I mean, this. I'm going to disagree with you on that one, dude. You're going to say not it, a big deal or you're going to say big deal? I think it's great for golf because we, are, we're talk, we talk more about golf outside of golf season than we ever have before. But is it good when chaos in your sport is the biggest thing about your sport? I don't. I don't know if that's the case. If you're, if you say that your sport is a dumpster fire, get more fire rivalries, and, good, bad, you know, evil, not evil. I'm, I'm all for it. I don't. I'm, I'm. I mean, now look, I don't. I don't like what what's behind live, but as far as the conversation and the animosity. Yeah, come on, bring that on. I, I mean, listen, it. if you really wanted to do it and then you really wanted to say, hey, the NFL has perfected sports as far as, hey, you know, you got two conferences, the television's really good, then you say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have the PGA now Tour stars. We're going to have the Live Stars. That's the NFC and that's the ASC. And it is just Ryder Cup every single and, – and you develop something like that. Then you got a little something to it, but – uh, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered right now, and that's what they're all trying to figure out uh, how how to split that. I love that, that idea, by the way. That's 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 a dandy. Look at that. We're uh, two hours and forty two minutes, and the first time you complimented me on this show. Thank you, James. Second, one more, second time, oh, second, second time. time. Thank you. <laughs> one more quick one. Uh, I have a conspiracy theory involving the New York Jets. Don't worry, oh. not not oh, not, not with him. Don't Jeez. worry about all it. Right. It's fine. It's fine. Worked on McAfee tomorrow on, mo- yes. on Monday. On Monday, <laughs> Jets punter. <laughs> Thomas Morstead posted a picture of himself handing over his number five jersey to wide receiver Garrett Wilson. And uh, the tweet was, uh, quote, honored to pass number five to GW, the former pro bowler and Super Bowl champion posted. Morstead wore number 15 at SMU from 2006 to 08 and has worn four different numbers, six, 19, four and five in his NFL career. Wilson wore uh, number 17 the past two years in, okay. in the NFL, but he also wore number five at Ohio State. But with number 17 on New York seemingly open, there's some speculation that immediately began to swirl around about another number 17 who plays for the Raiders now and might have been a teammate of Aaron Rodgers uh, a couple years ago, Devontae Adams. Ian, big deal, not a big deal that number 17 for the Jets, now an open number. Because you brought it back to Aaron Rodgers, not a big deal. Not a big deal. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Nice. I didn't mention him at all. You're the one who I, just brought I, him I, up. Oh, you I did. Know. 17 Devontae magically Adams. becoming o- open. Devontae Adams possibly being there. Aaron Rodgers saying, listen, one more year. Let me give me this guy and let's go all in on it. I see it. But I'll be honest with you. It's not a big deal because as soon as you said punter in conspiracy theory, I tapped out. I don't even. I didn't even hear the rest. Hey, of the hold costume. on a minute. The didn't punt is the most important play in football. You know that, don't you? Uh, trust me. It's kept Washington in the game at, at some points in that national championship game. It kind of felt like, uh, as of course that defense did. Jim Trestle well. once undressed me in a press conference uh, before, before the uh, Michigan game, 2002. True story. I uh, got time for a story here, James. Before, yeah, yeah, it seems so, inappropriate, but yeah, yeah. I mean, any time a coach is undressing you in front of other people, I'm I'm all in on the conversation. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I'm damn near to my birthday suit. So he says the most important play in this game against Michigan, which again, if they beat Michigan that you know on that Saturday, they're going to the Natty to play Miami, which they end up winning the national championship. And he said the most important play in this game is going to be the punt. And of course, my young brash butt raises my hand and goes, Coach Trestle, 
The punt is the most important play in this game. Mr. Fitzsimmons, um, you disagree? <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of do. I mean, why, why would the punt? What's the biggest ex- exchange of yardage in a game? The punt. the punt. You block a punt. Momentum change. You house a punt. Momentum change. Change. You, you pin a, a team deep inside the, in their 10-yard line with a punt. Momentum change. Shall I go on, Mr. Fitzsimmons? The punt is the most important play in a game of this magnitude. The punt is the most important play, as a matter of fact, in any game of football. Next question. Thank you, Indiana. That, that's like when Indiana Jones, the professor, is like, okay, we'll just right. walk out. Yeah, thanks, coach. I like went and sucked my thumb in a fetal position <laughs> in the corner after that. <laughs> so now uh, I truly believe in every game, especially big games, the punt, the punt is the most is the important play. play in football. Will Jim Harbaugh punt on his decision on going to the NFL? See what I did there? Uh, he is well Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm a semi-pro. I'm Peter Burns. In for Amber Wilson on Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. Michigan has won the college football national championship. In winning this championship, all of a sudden their fortunes changed. It seems like it's too convenient to just ignore. I think the more and more they kept winning, the less and less we heard about. you got to put an asterisk next to that national championship. Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio playing the role of Amber Wilson very, very badly today. It's Peter Burns. Hi, hello. I'm at Peter Burns ESPN over on Instagram and Twitter, who I just got a new Instagram follow. Yes! Thanks, Fitz. Appreciate it. Made it. Now, is that you or your daughter's, Fitz? Uh, It is mine. It is mine. I'll be learning TikTok dances a little bit later, the whole nine yards. I don't don't run my Instagram account. I didn't even even know I had one. My daughter's created that thing. Oh, no kidding? So it actually isn't you? Because I wondered, like, when I said I got a new follow... And I thought you'd be like, yeah, man, I wanted to follow you. But, like, there was nothing in your – you were stoic. You didn't even say a thing. So it actually is you have someone else running your – My daughter, Marin, my 15-year-old, created the account and pretty much runs the damn thing. Yeah, I've never been on Instagram in my life. And does a very good job. Yeah. Make sure we say that. She does a very good job. Marin does a very good job. Can she host radio? (laughs) (laughs) She probably could. Better than me, I would say she, that. She takes off. She grabs my phone after uh, every game I do, and she goes grabs some, you know, the pictures and whatnot. And there you go. That's so, awesome. Yeah, there you go. The Good MVP job. of the Fitz. Uh, so Marin loves you, my do- my youngest daughter. Right, big Peter yeah. Burns fan. There you go. Boom, I'm in. Amber and Ian always presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, kind of creepy. Way I said that. No, it's, you know, listen, you already told me that you were like Blake, Blake Corum. You loved him so much that you'd be like any one of my daughters. You want to date like Blake Corum is that dude. Like you, lo- you fell it. You fell in love with this Michigan team. You, you, you there, did. You, you know, you, you do the same thing though, man. Like there's certain guys that you cover in, in, in college football that you, you know, you're going to have a real, you know, a friendship with for a while. Like Devin White, man, at LSU. LSU. I mean, I boy dog yeah. warrior. 40 to me is, is always going to be, you know, on the all hug team. Blake Corum was this year's guy. I mean, just got to know him over the last two and a half years. I mean, and we we just, I mean, we, we kind of grew up with the guy. And after the ACL tear and everything else, he, he's just a down-to-earth good dude. And I, I could not have been happier for a guy like that to go and win a natty. So that's why I'm so conflicted about this Michigan team. Because you hear these stories about Blake Corum. You see how well they played on the field. 
J.J. McCarthy, him checking in with the mental, uh, mental uh, uh, yep. coach on, on the sidelines and smiling. and I mean, just it's everything that you, 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 you hear all these crazy things about college football, and you're like, no, this is what it's all about, these dudes right here. And that's why I get so conflicted about Michigan. You can't deny what the product on the field looked like, but you also cannot deny of everything that happened off the field. And enough fits where I really struggle is that the Big Ten commissioner in the middle of a historic season had, had found so much information that was so egregious that they had to step in and suspend their coach in the middle of a, one of the most historic seasons that the Big Ten has ever had. And how do I, how do I pair that with kids that I loved playing the game and say, you know what? It's all up and up, and the kids are awesome. Or on the flip side, going, it's all tainted. There needs it didn't really count because they cheated. I think it's a a, a whole hell of a lot of gray, and that's why I'm always going to be conflicted about this Michigan football team. I'm going to side with the players um, because they had nothing to do with it, and they went out there and bled and sweat and grinded to a 15 and 0 title, and. The, the the first eight games, man, they, they didn't play anybody, right? I mean, I had them against Minnesota, and it was like, you know, before the ball was kicked off, it was, it, the game was over, you know? But against Penn State, when, when they asked J.J. McCarthy to throw it eight, nine times, and they ran it for over 400. And then the following week, you know, they have them throw it 37 times. I mean, they could beat you any way that they wanted to beat you. Whatever yeah. your weakness was, they found it. And it was a player-led bunch. And that's why I could not find – Anybody that, that thought that Harbaugh was going to be back after win or lose after that game. Nobody in five days in Houston did I find one person that thought he was going to be back. And I'm upset because you hear just the way that he philosophizes or whatever you want to say, however the whatever the word is, it that like he's such a wordsmith, like I just was. Um, listen to his interview with Holly Rowe afterwards. I mean, just the guy is Shakespeare in his prime. Well, Coach, you've escaped the, the Gatorade all this time. Yeah. How sweet does this little bath feel right now? It's pretty great. You know, you watch this confetti come down. It's like thousands of confetti. It tells a story. There's a story in every one of those pieces of confetti. The amazing blue confetti. Just so proud of our team. I'm just I'm just. Is he? Like a, I'm watching Peter. That, that, that maze right there, that's a memory. That's a memory. I don't know how many hits of acid I've had. I don't know what psychedelic mushroom I've taken. But damn, I mean, that, that, that piece of confetti right there is a memory. It's I Chad Henney. Al- Chad Henney. I don't know if it's the Honey acid, Jones. But he, he might be an alien. He might be an alien form. That has been provided with artificial intelligence, and he has downloaded the game of football. Not just college football, but just football in general. NFL football, college football, peewee football. It doesn't matter. We had irons and steel, linebacker, and gold. The man just said that if Jesus was a recruit, he would have been a five-star. Now, I don't know. What probably do you say a, about your mom's one piece? That's how you want your locker room, right? In one piece, right? You, just, you, you want your I, locker room to be like your mom's bathing suit. One piece. One piece. <laughs> I need this man in college football. That's I have quote, to have this man in college that's a, football. That's a real quote from him. 
Oh, my God. We're Confetti. gonna miss him in college football. I know. God, him. Roger Goodell, welcome He's gonna back. Be with the Chargers, right? Belichick over with the Commanders. Vrabel with the Patriots. Gonna be fun. Ian Fitzsimmons, Peter Burns, you, and Thank Rudy. You, buddy.